0: Everyone, Welcome back. Today, I have my friend Maggie Conrad joining us from Austin, Texas. Maggie is a coach, actually, and also a new mother, and she has a little infant on the side, so you might hear uh, the baby cry once in a while, so don't be super surprised. If you want to find her, you can find her on Joyful Boss Mamas. She has a very interesting way of working with her clients, which integrates... The body and the mind, and then she specifically teaches about how to overcome trauma and how to do conscious parenting, which I think is of interest to a lot of people. So, welcome Maggie to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, Maggie, um, what I'd love to hear more about, I think in our you know phone conversation before, is that you talked about generational trauma. And how you're trying to overcome that. I'd I love to kind of hear the backdrop a bit about your relationship, your parents, if you're if you don't mind sharing that.
1: Yeah. So um, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of yelling, a lot of um verbal abuse, emotional. Um my from my mother's side, on my dad's side, he was very withdrawn and disconnected, like just not available <laughs> at all. And so, you know, I kind of grew up like hating my parents, miserable, depressed all the time, like and we didn't have a lot of family around, so I didn't really have anybody else in my life to like look to as a mentor and and it was um it was very just disconnected and when I got older, I was in therapy Um, And that helped. And but really, I think the shift for me was when I realized that, you know, my parents were human beings, and they, I could, I could kind of follow the pattern of life getting harder and harder, the more things happened, right. So like, when we were really young, it wasn't that bad. And like, you know, it, my parents weren't perfect, but it was okay. And then We moved around a lot and like with every move, it just got harder. And with every job loss, it got worse. And like the anxiety and depression got worse and worse. And once I was able to kind of see that progression in my childhood, I realized that like, you know, it, it doesn't excuse what they did or how they were, but at the same time, I just, I was able to have a level of compassion. And um, I think that is you know, that was healing for me to understand that it wasn't me and it wasn't my fault and it wasn't that they didn't love me. They just didn't know how to be better people. And I saw that coming from my grandparents as well. I saw the same patterns in my grandparents that I saw in my parents. And, you know, it just gave me this aha moment of, you know, it wasn't that yes, they still have responsibility, but it wasn't their fault. Ultimately, like, and same as it wasn't for my grandparents, I'm sure that they got it from their parents, you know, and it just kind of goes on and on down the line and it just keeps getting passed on. And And for me, I made the decision very early on that it was going to stop with me, that I was going to do everything that I could to break that generational trauma and heal it in our family. And so that's what I've spent the last 20 years doing. Um, and that's why, that's why I do what I do now. <laughs> That is amazing because I,
0: I can so relate to that story. My parents are very far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's always been, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to become independent. I have to cut them out of my life. And all that yeah. is very wise. But I think where I faltered a lot is in releasing that anger towards them. I felt like mm-hmm. they should have known better. You know, they're my parents, right? Like my father's a professor. Like, how could he not know better? He's not a dumb yeah. guy, but then I realized, you know, it's one thing to be educated, intelligent, everything, you know, setting all that aside, for some reason, they just cannot wake up. I feel like they're just yeah. kind of doused in a level of ignorance and, and we're unable to pull them out. And then yeah. I think to your point, right, like over the years, as I kind of appreciate the benefits that I've gotten through having good therapy, uh, being able to access information about trauma and understanding that this is generational. It allows me to see that, you know, I am so grateful for the fact that I could wake up and I'm sorry that they cannot. And because of that, I can't have a relationship with them, but it allowed me to release a lot of anger and resentment towards them.
1: Yeah. And it's so powerful. And when we do that, even if we don't allow them back into our lives, even, even if we don't ever let them know that we've forgiven them, that forgiveness heals us. Um, and that's what helps us, you know, break the chain for our children. Like I know 100% without a doubt that my son will never have the experience that I had growing up. I mean, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm not going to be perfect. And I'm sure he will have his own grievances when he gets older <laughs> and he will tell me all about them. Mm-hmm. Um but I know that he won't have the same traumas that I had, you know, and I know that 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 has been broken and um and that's through that forgiveness, right, and even if like I still talk to my dad, but that's like only in um pleasantries, you know, like he's not really a part of my life. I maybe talk to him two or three times a year, and um you know, I think that's the only reason why I haven't cut him out of my life is because he hasn't, he doesn't come around. He's not, he's not a part of my life to begin with, you know? Um, Right. And, you know, but, but I've been able to forgive him and, and let go of that anger. And, and it took a long time. Um, With my mom, it was a little bit easier because she also worked on herself throughout um, you know, the last 20 years, she's done a lot of inner work of her own. Um, and so that's why she's a, like a huge part of my life now. Um, but yeah, if she had, if she hasn't hadn't been willing to do that work, I, we would not be where we are now. Cause it's, you know, the, the forgiveness is great for me and it prevents me from passing it down to my children, but it really does take, like you said, a little bit of waking up on their part to, to really be able to have that relationship with them. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, it's,
0: that's super that's, interesting. Yeah. If you don't mind me double clicking on that one, because, you know, my parents, neither yeah. of them decided to do any work. So it's always very refreshing and very hopeful when I hear that. <laughs> that Yeah. Like, you know, they said you can't teach an old dog new trick, right? And I yeah. see that over yeah. and over again, but once in a while I hear stories like yours, where you said your mother decided to get therapy and then she started to wake up. And because of that, you're able to invite her to participate in your life and now, you know, to be a grandma to your son as well, which is really mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, what, what kind of triggered her to want to get therapy? Cause you know, it's like she wasn't awake for a long time and yeah, she got therapy, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, it really started with me as a, you know, in my twenties, um, working on boundaries with her. So I like, she was living in New Jersey and I was living in Texas. The whole family had lived in Texas and then everybody left after my parents got divorced and my mom Mm -hmm. went back to New Jersey where she was from, but I stayed in Texas And so that distance, that physical distance between us allowed me to have the opportunity to say, if you're not nice to me, I'm going to hang up the phone and I'm not going to come visit you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I just had to like stick with that boundary anytime that she like brought me to a place of not feeling good. And I didn't like what she was saying. I would just be like, I have got to go. I can't do this you know you can't speak to me this way and i would hang up the phone and then i wouldn't answer her calls for a little while until she was like crying on the other line begging to talk to me yeah. um and i think honestly like that that was the start of it you know back then i was i was really young when that was going on that was like i was probably 19 um and i probably would have cut her out of my life at that time if she had let me um but she she didn't let me you know she just was very persistent about being a part of my life. And so, because I held those boundaries very clearly, you know, as clearly as I could, you know, obviously I got better over time, but I just, I just kept with it. And I just kept saying, you can't treat me like this. You can't speak to me this way. I will not come to visit you if you're mean to me, (laughs) you know, it's just very clear lines of what I would tolerate and what I wouldn't. And there was some muddiness along the way, granted. I mean, it's not been perfect and we've had our own fights and things like that, but um she learned very quickly that she would not have a role in my life if she didn't change her ways. Um So that was the start of it. But then she ended up actually marrying uh, another man who was narcissistic and that relationship caused her to seek out, you know, support and help. And through that support and help, you know, obviously she got support with herself and her own, you know, her own issues. So, it, you know, honestly, I'm not, I can't hundred percent say that like she would have ever gone to therapy on her own for her own reasons, you know? <laughs>
0: right, yeah. So it's a lot of times it's everything coming together and you hit rock mm-hmm. bottom and and so it sounds like it happened to your mother, and then kind of yeah. the fact that you also set boundaries. I love how you you like really emphasize the importance of boundaries in almost like training your mother, right, in mm-hmm. a more a lot oh, yeah. more a, acceptable yeah. way of interacting with you. I know many of our listeners, you know, perhaps don't even really understand boundaries, and certainly have a lot of. Anxiety over setting it, especially yeah. if, let's say, we say no to somebody. Like, you know, I say mo- no to mom. No, you cannot visit me for, you know, a month and stay with mm-hmm. me. No, that's not okay. And then, let's say that the mom then starts to haggle, say, "Oh, why not? You know, I raised you all those years. You're so grateful." Mm-hmm. Like, I can totally see my mom doing this, right? So, yeah. how do you advise people that when when they're being asked to explain themselves, like justify your boundary, how do you handle that?
1: So this is this is the crux of like what I do with my clients, right? And it's not the external boundary is a symptom of a dis-ease, right? It is, um, it's like the medicine that you're taking for being sick and the inability to set a boundary and, and really hold it and feel firm and confident in that is a symptom of your beliefs about yourself. And the thing that often happens with, you know, people like us who grow up with parents that railroad all over our boundaries, don't teach us how to have any, don't let us have any, um, is that we don't have a solid sense of self-worth. And a lot of times that what comes with that, because our parents do this to themselves too, right? That they're only worthy when they make a certain amount of money, or they're only worthy when they're a good parent, or they're only worthy when their kid hits this like goal. You know, they go to this specific school or they have this specific job, or they, you know, do this specific thing in society, and now they're worthy of your love, you know, or you're worthy mm-hmm. of their love. And um, when we can really know ourselves. And know our worth and know that we are worthy simply for existing. And we don't have to do anything else. I don't have to be, quote unquote, a good daughter to be worthy of having what I want and what I desire. I don't have to meet your goals or meet your standards in order to be worthy of your love. Right. And so when we get really clear on our worth and our love for ourselves, then the boundary just becomes an extension of that, right? It becomes, it becomes just a, I will not tolerate this because I am worth more than that.
0: Oh, I love and,
1: that. you know, people, I think people focus a lot on like, you have to set boundaries, you have to set boundaries. And, and a lot of people, like you said, struggle with that. And really, I don't know what that means. And what does that look like? And how do I do it? Uh-huh. And it's because it's, it's still coming from that place of, I'm not sure who I am, and I don't know what I want. And I don't know how I'm supposed to be treated. And when you are crystal clear that you are a loving and lovable human being exactly as you are and that you deserve to be treated well no matter what you've done or who you've been in the past then then the boundary is just basically you're not accepting any less than that (laughs) right I love
0: that that is so well put because (laughs) I went through the entire journey that you mentioned you know go to the right school I did
1: Mm -hmm. get the
0: right job I did buy the house you know, get the husband everything I tried basically everything I opened my own business it went well and then still like I felt worse actually because I felt like after I did all this I still feel like not very much at all like it did not make me feel more because I feel like if anybody is my friend or they love me etc that's because of what I have on the outside and those things are always fleeting right even if I have a big job I'll retire one day and Everything that can be on a resume can go. Um, and it made me kind of just unsure of who I am. And and I, I went through a terrible divorce and I asked myself that question a lot. Like, why am I lovable? I don't understand. Um, yeah. It wasn't until that I started to look at people that I really love, right? Like whether that's my pet or my best friend's. I don't look at how much money they make. I don't look like look at how beautiful yeah. they are. I love them because they're awesome people. And <laughs> yeah. I figure I can be an awesome person, right? And that yeah. Matters. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, I love what you said, which is the boundary comes from inside out. Not yes a tactic, but because you love yourself, the boundary yeah. is natural.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so it's it's not something that you generally even have to do. And it's not that like, you know, when I was young and I was starting to send the set these boundaries, it wasn't that I like had all of this self-love and self-worth. Like I was still on that journey. Right. And I was, Mm -hmm. but the decision that I made when I was young was just that I deserve better. And it still took me a really long time to really feel that in myself. Cause I still, I still ended up in a relationship with, you know, somebody who, yelled at me and treated me, you know, poorly. I still ended up with <laughs> boyfriends yeah. that, that were, you know, the same kind of mental and emotional abuse. And so it it was a process and it was a process of like learning to love myself, like in relationship with my parents and then learning to love myself in my relationships with men and then learning to love myself in my relationships with my friends, you know? So it's, It's not like you just all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, okay, I love myself now and everything's fixed and great. (laughs) You know, like Mm it's it's a it's a process. You have to do it almost literally with every relationship and with every you know circumstance, and you have to do it over and over again. There's always you know, even though I coach people on this, it's still something I have to work on myself. It's it's a never ending journey. There's no end destination, right? It's just that um, it you have to constantly build that muscle and work that muscle. And, um, but it's an extension, like we said, of your self love and your unwillingness to, um, you know, accept any more than you're, than you're truly worth. So.
0: I love that message. That's the reason why I named the uh, the site that I run life is like because yeah. it's really a never ending journey. We live and then we learn all these lessons and we keep trying, we fail. Next time we do better and we still fail, fail a little bit. You just get up and you try again. And And I think the fact that we know that self love cannot come from the outside. It's not the stuff that is on the outside that makes us lovable that gives us a North star in terms of where to try, right? At least yeah. we know like, what doesn't work. So we don't keep trying to get, you know, earn more money and, and you know, do plastic surgery to become more beautiful. Like we don't try, mm-hmm. we're not wasting time on those stuff because mm-hmm. we already know it doesn't work. And then we focus on what works and that's already a big stride forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like my motto in life and in my business is like you, if you mm-hmm. want all, the, all of the answers are within you. Everything that you need is within you and everything else is just an extension of that. Um, So I'm constantly pushing my clients to go deeper and to go more and I'm like, let's go deeper and more and more within. And, (laughs) you know, um, and I even say like, I'm not the one that has all the answers for you. I'm just a guide to help you, you know, find those answers for yourself. And so a big thing that I talk about all the time too, is, you know, whether that guide is me or anybody else in your life or a therapist or whomever, if they ever act as though that they have all the answers for you, run. Like, that's obviously, they don't have your best interest in mind, you know? Like, oh, you do yeah. these, like, f- these three things, and then you'll set boundaries perfectly for the rest of your life, and then you're done. It's like, well, no, that's not how yeah. it works, you know? and the so quick
0: fix doesn't exist. So yeah,
1: it just that doesn't. Is. That's for sure <laughs> a charlatan. That's absolutely real. We're all
0: working on some kind of homework. Nobody has made it all the way and are impenetrable going forward.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Maggie. I, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all that great information around boundary setting. And I'll leave your contact information in the show notes in case people want to get in touch with you. And I think your best place to reach you is through Facebook on Joyful Boss Mamas, right?
1: Yes, my Facebook group is Joyful Boss Mamas. Um, So it's facebook.com slash groups slash Joyful Boss Mamas. And I spend all my time in there and we have a lot of fun. And um, it's just a really great little community. So
0: awesome. Thank you, Maggie.
1: Great. Thank you.